0: fucking twitter is a fuck button in my car welcome to the mouthpiece episode 26 year one today we're gonna talk about my florida trip as well as we're gonna be taking your phone calls as well as our pick of the week which never wins coming up next on the mouthpiece Yo, yo, welcome, episode 26 of the Mouthpiece We're back in town, in Vegas uh, What a week, that's all I got to say uh, We flew out on Thursday of last week And um, we uh, landed So by the time I got to the the hotel, checked in uh, Got my scooter, scooter around a little bit Uh, We went to this bar. I think it was called uh, B-U-S-E, but I might be wrong. B-U-C. Anyway, and uh, all of us, uh, we had a choice of inside or outside. For some reason, everybody decided to say outside. And on Thursday, it was like 83 with like 90% humidity. And I literally felt like death for like two and a half hours. But... Some of the guys bet on Oakland and uh, they won. So everybody was happy. We, uh, we kind of all squeezed eight of us into this vehicle to get there. But the funny part is, if you haven't seen the video yet, we got, had 11 of us in there on the way back. Now, I have uh, actual video footage of this. Uh, I took a lot of a video. That'll be up on the YouTube channel probably next week we'll, we'll we'll definitely be start putting out different days. I was there for left Wednesday morning. So we're going to go, I was there 5 days. So we got 5 days worth of amazing uh YouTube videos from Florida. And uh so I videoed pretty much everything we did with the with the guys. It was kind of a guys trip. So we did that, we had some fun, went back to the hotel then we were pretty much wagering on everything uh it kind of felt like uh old times and i was telling phil i'm like phil you're um get me back in the degen mode a little bit here i got to control myself so i uh i forgot what it's like to be in degen mode so it was kind of fun and we were all so one of the wagers happens at about when we get once we get back from the bar uh they we had to drive my I had to drive my scooter to this lady that was cleaning a chandelier in the hallway of the Waldorf Astoria Beach Club and turn around and drive back. And everybody had to put up money what they thought the the time would be. And what the over under would be. Now, me being a scooter driver now for about three and a half years, I looked at the distance in back and I said, 38 or 39 seconds. Who's closer to that? And a uh, guy who's with us, John Green, said, I've got 38 seconds. And somebody said twenty and I said, I think you're gonna win like other people at twenty six, twenty-nine. Anyways, we we did this little race. I got back and it ended up being uh thirty seven point two. So I was he was the closest, he ended up winning all the money, like six hundred bucks. Uh so then uh Morgan Machete, who was with us, he wanted to do it and he says, Okay, I'll bet I could beat that time or whatever and everybody bets him and he loses uh, by like two tenths two tenths of a second and so uh and morgan was like oh give me another chance i want to do it again and we let him give he whined like a bitch so we let him give a chance to get his money back and he won and got his money back i don't want to tell y'all too much in detail of what we did i'm gonna because I want you guys to watch all the video, because the video is kind of priceless for the whole five days. So uh, Friday uh, was the fifty uh, k buy-in for charity. Um, it cost five thousand dollars for charity to lock up a seat. Uh, me and Phil went halves. I was up seventeen thousand two hundred about five minutes into the game, where a guy misclicked. When I had re-raised the guy with two kings, he, he went to call, and he put in $5,000, and um, there was like four fold so he couldn't do anything. So I was trying to be nice, and I made it 15000 and told him, I'll show you my hand. I'm not taking a, a shot at you, but he called the 15000 anyways, and um, then I again I was being ethical normally I would bet maybe 10,000 out of deuce deuce five flop but I I just moved all in and uh, he folded I showed him two kings so I wasn't trying to take a shot at him and I threw him back a thousand bucks if I would have known that he's uh, uh, how wealthy he was I probably wouldn't have thrown him back a thousand but good things go to good people because afterwards he did a good deed for me uh, and he was very, very appreciative of me. It ends up he's one of the guys that were what runs the casino and um he uh is was, was a big time guy there and uh he was very appreciative of all the charity work I did down there this weekend so uh I ended up after after he lost his first fifty in thirty minutes, he actually Hat was going to rebuy because he uh had sent the person who organized the game a 100 but he wanted to play with Helmuth and dumbass Helmuth didn't want to play but they start the 5-10-10 game next to us and he wanted to play with phil so he goes and sits next to phil instead of in our game where he would have dusted another 50 ball but phil uh so the person who organized our game which uh well, it was. I don't want to tell you. I don't want to name any names, just in case that person doesn't want me to know. But she was kind of upset because Phil's starting the game next to us, and everybody was pissed at Phil for that day because this guy was going to blow another fifty and whatever. So then I misplayed a hand, which I cost me an extra five thousand. I ended up winning five thousand and eighty-five bucks in the game. But we had to pay $5,000 in charity, so I won 85 bucks in the game. That's uh, 40 bucks each for me and Phil. Uh, then came uh, Saturday. That was the nightmare day for me. Usually when I fly in, I'm in pain the day after I fly in, but maybe it was, I thought it was the humidity from the night before, but I don't know. I could not get out of bed Saturday. I was in the most awful pain imaginable. There was a um, <clears throat> the, Phil, the beat the brat poker tournament for twenty two hundred buy in, and then there was Mike Sexton, Mike Sexton Sexton on the beach tournament where winner got uh, a fifteen thousand package to the Party Poker Million uh, main event. Uh, I had to miss both of those. I was just bedridden in awful pain. I ended up sleeping uh all night to about uh all day to like one in the morning so now i'm up at like one in the morning which is what 10 o'clock west coast time and i had to be up sunday morning uh we were doing um for um scott frank's father ch- for charity tournament for his father in memory his father and uh i did the first one they had back uh i think it was and. 10 or 11 I forgot no it's 2010 so it's the first time I've been back there because of you know I was because of my injury and stuff this is actually only second time I've flown across country last time I did I was in awful pain this time the pain only lasted one day which was good and I think that had a lot to do with the spinal cord stimulator I had put in so um, I uh, went to um, we had to be leaving the hotel at 1030 we got there at eleven for and we did autographs and pics for like an hour and um it really made me appreciate like what I've been telling everybody for the longest time is what poker's all about. I mean we put so much smiles on these people's faces that traveled all around from all over the world, all over the country, from Canada, from everywhere for this charity poker tournament. And I forgot really what it's like to watch the smiles and happiness on these people's faces just taking pics with us and autographs. And, you know, it's it's really what the younger generation just don't get. They just don't get it. And one day they will. That poker is a fun game. It's about having fun. Yes, we want to make money. But it's not about being a wizard and just not talking to anybody and it just it's just poker is meant to be fun and like i've been saying for the last couple of years make poker fun again uh try your hardest and so once the tournament started uh you know we had a lot of uh side action with all the guys last longer bets and stuff uh, uh of course i lost 300 to phil but i outlasted him but he won the first bullet last longer bit, and then he wouldn't do another one because that's what Phil does. He locks up his wins. And then I ended up outlasting him, but we both didn't cash. But I made so many people happy, and Phil made so many people happy, and all the guys made everybody happy. And it it was just priceless. I, I don't even know where to start. It was to, to just make everybody at the table so happy. Everybody... Uh, I never felt prouder to be a poker player than I was this, on this Sunday it was it it, it just was great so um, I really enjoyed that a lot uh, so then um, let's see we come up on Monday and um, Monday we kind of slept in and we went for an amazing dinner in which Phil lost the uh, credit card roulette and had to pay two grand for the dinner, which was beautiful. I told everybody I had a premonition Phil was going to lose. I said, let's bet on it. And Phil's like, oh, I never lose these things. And of course, you know, the old Mike would have been 100% convinced he was going to lose. But positivity, Mike, I knew I wasn't going to lose. I even texted my girl, should we get in this credit card roulette? I go, I really can't afford like, two or three thousand for a dinner i said but i don't think we can lose she's like oh you know how bad you run mike i'm like Nah, no nah, no nah, we're not gonna lose mm-hmm. and then the first one out was picked out of the hat was mine so i was safe right away and watching everybody squim and squirmish at the end was great especially when it got down to the last two between phil and i forgot i think it was john green i don't know who the other guy was down between but uh i got this all on tape again uh, everything i did I'm talking to you guys about, I got on video, which will all be up on my YouTube channel next week. Most of it, probably and maybe all of it. Who knows? Uh, that's youtube.com slash Mike, the mouth, youtube.com slash Mike, the mouth. You'll be able to see a lot of our videos. Uh, I also, uh, Oh, that's what we did on Monday. I see. I'm so bad. Monday was the Phil Helmuth tennis bet uh, in which Phil lost, but, We went live on the YouTube channel. So if you haven't seen the live broadcast of it, you can check it out on the YouTube channel. And then we also had my scooter with the 360 cam at the tennis court, which we will be splicing this week to really get an in-depth look of the tennis ball coming right at Phil's face at 127 miles an hour. Uh, And then we did some other bets, which I really don't want to talk about because you need to watch them. Uh, let's just say we did a lot of funny bets. If you haven't seen the bet of, of if I could avoid the pro hitting me with a tennis ball while I'm on the scooter and driving, I taunt the pr- tennis pro, and right after I taunt him, he beans me right in the leg, which is still swollen up. Uh, but it was really funny. Uh, but you'll have to uh, check this all out on the videos. So that's what we did on Monday. Supposed to fly fly home Tuesday. Uh, or not Tuesday I was supposed to fly with Phil Tuesday night to Chicago but I had to make a choice Chicago 11 degrees and snowing or go out on the boat that everybody went out on Friday and Sunday and I wasn't able to go on I decided to go for going out on the yacht Uh, it was so much fun on Tuesday And there's so much video on the YouTube channel where I went live and I took a bunch of live shots uh, from the yacht and then I have so much more video that'll be on our little boat trip for Tuesday. It was a lot of fun. And then uh, Wednesday I uh, flew home and uh, that was pretty much the trip. Uh, It was a great five days, had a lot of fun didn't play as much poker as i wanted to uh but that's okay it's uh you know i did what i needed to do for the charity and uh, that was the most important part and uh, you know that's really about it so with that in mind um it's time for our phone call segments coming up here on the mouthpiece we'll be right back the mouthpiece if you'd like to take part in our phone call segment you can give us a call at 702-329-0480 and if you're a snowflake or a pussy and you don't want to talk to me you can email me at mouthpiece at gmail.com also follow me at the mouth Mattisau on twitter for times that our call in segment will be live Okay, it's time for our favorite time of the show, our phone call segments. Let's see what our fans have to say this week. So let's light up the lines. Welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike.
1: Hey, Mike. How's it going?
0: It's a girl. Who's this?
1: (laughs) My name's Danielle. Okay,
0: Danielle. Hi. Hi, what's going on?
1: (laughs) Um, I just saw on Twitter that you, had people
0: calling
1: in for your show yeah this Um, this is the moon
0: girl i know it is i know your voice i spent the whole week with you i know this is you
1: with me i don't
0: think so Uh, maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm wrong okay i apologize if i'm wrong i apologize i
1: don't don't think that you spent the
0: week with me (laughs) Uh, i spent no not i spent the week with somebody named danielle not not Uh, intimately Not intimately, just she was with all the guys this week. No. oh, But you guys do, we were all just hanging out. It was funny. Maybe it's a different one. That's cool. So, where are you from?
1: Uh, I'm from uh, New York, New York City.
0: Oh, that's a good place to be. So, uh, what are you doing this evening? Besides calling me?
1: I'm here with my husband, Tyler. Okay. (laughs) Who is a big fan of yours. Okay. Okay. he is a big uh, poker fan, and he saw that you called him on Twitter, and he seemed a little nervous about calling in, and I thought that I would call in. Well, there
0: you go. That's what women are for. And
1: see what's going on.
0: Good job. <laughs> You're, You're the, the man. Football.
1: You're the man, Mike. All I right. I know that.
0: No. Nah. I,
1: I want to tell you, I've been watching you for years and years of my life. Cool. I'm a big fan of yours. I think that time that
2: Sean Deeb slow rolled you was fucking bullshit. Yeah, he's I did want you to know that. It is. He's a fuck. He's a fuck. I totally agree. Uh, and I think you're the man. I just wanted you to know.
0: I appreciate it so much. And uh, I appreciate, I apologize for uh, saying that your wife spent the week with me. Uh, oh, was... he didn't hear that part. <laughs> I didn't
1: actually he didn't actually hear
0: that. But it, I did. No, it's so funny that I did. <laughs> That's okay, man. There was, That's uh, okay. we had like seven guys and one girl that we all kind of like partied in Florida with and what oh, yeah. uh,
1: doesn't that happen to everybody and,
0: and, and her name was danielle and she sounded like her when she called so i thought she was kind of pranking me a little bit but it, yeah. it wasn't
1: you got, it, got it got
0: it so you i got wanted it. to oh, yeah. get, to but get that but
1: let no, me tell no, you something no problem, let <laughs> me tell
0: you something the danielle i spent we spent the week with us, was one cool ass chick so we had fun
2: probably she probably have to be it's like her just her and 12 dudes she'd probably have to be pretty cool she
0: literally
1: like out drank everybody 20, dudes.
2: <laughs> she
0: out everyone this uh her name's danielle anderson she's actually a well-known poker player but she uh like for every every time somebody did a uh, what are those things called Rock, uh, hot rocks or something shots what are they called I don't. I don't know. I don't drink. She would drink uh-huh. like hot shots. I don't know. She drank two for uh-huh. every for every shot that uh, that uh, the guys were drinking. And she's like, "I'll drink every one of you motherfuckers under the table." So she did. She I mean, that did.
1: does sound like my wife. It actually. It, it might have been. That, her. Actually, yeah,
0: that Do you think she snuck out on you? For, was she there <laughs> with you all for the whole for like five days? I mean. Uh, You know, maybe she snuck out on you. It's possible, you know. Yeah,
1: I had a business trip this
0: (laughs) (laughs) week. Oh, yeah, she did tell tell me she told her husband she was going on a business trip. Interesting. Ah, maybe we caught her by accident. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I'm just Uh, kidding.
2: But God bless, Mike, man. Keep it real. I
0: appreciate you guys calling in, man. I do try and keep it real. Um, I tell it like it is. If you don't fucking like it, fucking tuck off. (laughs) <laughs> if you it, like it, man. come listen. Listen to the show and um, tell all your friends listen to the show. I appreciate you calling.
2: Hell yeah, man. I absolutely will. <laughs> all right, man. Have, Have a, a great day. night.
0: Take care. Bye.
3: Bye.
0: Welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike. What's up?
3: What's going on, Mike? How you doing, brother? Who's this? Uh, my name's Cody, man. I'm, I'm
1: calling in out of Michigan, bro. Oh, I, I cool. just got a question, man. What, what, what's the big stick up, duck poll ass bro?
0: Um, the big... That's a Fucking great, I just, great I, I question. Just, bro, the guy, the guy
3: thinks he's got, bro.
0: He's a two-bit poker player. That's my opinion. Right. He, like, everything what? he does is math-based. All now anal- I used to really like him and his analysis off hands, and then I started right. realizing so that. that his the way he analyzes hands is based. All on math, not on any feel whatsoever. And then he goes right. out and attacks people that uh that are more famous than him, all for clicks or and to for his for clickbaits and, and, and oh, his brand.
1: The, the clickbait poker king.
0: Yeah. And and you know I've I've completely lost respect for him. And I really, really used to like him. So
3: I I just think he's very condescending, Um, and he is. And for somebody for somebody who doesn't even play the game anymore,
1: to just have such a strong opinion on things that should be irrelevant to him because he doesn't play anymore exactly, it just blows my mind.
0: Yeah, and me and Daniel used to be best friends. We we put things under the rug, and we're not we're we're acquaintances, and we're friendly now, and we're not enemies anymore. But when you go, you cannot go out. And it cues somebody who basically, if it wasn't for someone like him or Helmuth or me or I, a lot of people, you never would have made shit in poker. And it's, right. it's really it really bothers me. Poker's the only sport game where people want to degrade people who came before them because of the jealousy that they have. Because why else would you make up the shit about – there's like – no way that Daniel had any inclination about a missed point that happened in event 68 when Daniel wasn't even involved right. with player of the year till like where he had a chance till event 89. So how in the right. fuck is he going to know? And it's just I not, and by the way, I also I didn't want to go publicly with Sean D because me and Sean are pretty friendly and so I text him and said the exact same thing and he didn't respond to me in a text because it's all bullshit Sean's pissed because he grenaded the tournament and he had player of the year locked right, he up bobbled. but he would have got fifth if he, he, he just grenaded he played a hand so badly but he, you know he's, he's he could say well if I knew it was ninth I just would have folded well Oh, well, you still got to play your best. Don't call Daniel a cheater. I mean, that's what—that's the thing. It's the same thing that happened, like, with Ivy, okay? You can't, like, what Ivy, with the whole thing with the Baccarat, like, I don't think Ivy did anything wrong. But also, you know, you're trying to go up against very powerful people. You're never going to win against powerful people, and you can't have a cheater name associated right. As a poker player, and if you start throwing out cheater, and Doug's got a lot of followers, and I know, and and that's just wrong. I mean, Daniel, you could call him self centered. You could call him like a, you hate that he fact he always thinks he's right. I mean, there's a lot of things about buddy, Daniel buddy, you cannot. If I, like. if
1: I had as many, if I had as many wins as that guy did, I would okay. do the same exact thing. I
0: yeah. would act. I, I
1: would probably be a, a way bigger douchebag than he is. I, yeah. I think he's very. Listen, he's got the cleanest record in poker. Right. He, he, he doesn't owe anybody a goddamn thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? The guy right. has literally done nothing but, but help the game. Right?
0: And, and, and how much money on, has on Daniel like, raised for, for charity? What has Doug Polk ever mm-hmm. raised for charity? Hey, I got to go. I got another call, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. Easy, brother. it.
2: Thank you so Take much, care. Man. You got it. Later. Uh, holler.
0: Welcome to the mouthpiece. Mike, what's up?
3: Mike, how you doing? I'm a big fan. Who's this? Uh, this is Billy
0: from Boston. All right, Billy from Boston, BB. What's going on, man?
3: Uh, nothing much, just uh, with a few of my buddies, pregame in the night.
0: Yeah, sounds good. And, uh, How are you? Uh, just uh, sitting in the office, talking to my fans, chilling, talking about my fun weekend I had last weekend and whatever, all the good shit. What are you up to, man? It's awesome. Hanging out, doing the same
3: uh, I'm thing. I'm a college student at Merrimack. I'm a senior. Me and my buddies cool. play poker all the time, just hanging out, having fun.
0: Cool, man. Cool. Any questions for me?
3: I have two questions for you. You got it. So the first one is a little advice question. Sure. Um, it is, I consi- so I consider myself like a tight player when I play with my friends, and I okay. kind of want to start going to casinos no, so and playing.
0: Tight is always right. So go ahead.
3: Yep. But I want to know, like, how I can kind of change my strategy, like, maybe raise uh, smaller hands. I like, like what it. hands are good to go. I like. If you know it. what I mean?
0: Yeah. Okay. So this is a good question. I am. Um, I used to be the most aggressive player in poker up until 2006. And then once they kind of taught people how to play, um, I had to change my game and I had become really nitty. I then became like the tightest player in poker. But what you need to do is use your image, okay, because if everybody thinks you're tight, it's going to allow you to open up your range a lot more. You'll be up, you know, you could three bet a lot more. You can open the six seven suiteds. um people are going to respect you a lot more so my advice to you is to use your your tight image to attack in certain spots especially against people who you know will fold they're like oh um uh you got such a uh tight image you know they'll be like oh he's got such a tight image he's got to have it and they'll make be making big folds to you and you'll be able to pick up a lot of money just doing that now don't get too fast you gotta balance yourself but use your image to attack certain players that you know will fold and uh i do that to perfection they all still think i'm tight and um I'm going to let them keep thinking that way because I'll just keep robbing them as much as they think I'm tight. So you got to use your image well, open up, and just uh, – you you know the people who know you're tight, so just start attacking right. them. That's all. That's the best right. way of advice to you. What's your other question?
3: My other question is um, who is the toughest opponent you've ever faced, maybe in heads-up or just like any that's type a, of poker? That's
0: a – Easiest answer for me—it's not even close. Scott Seaver, uh, really? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I played him in the semis, of uh, the NBC head up in 2013. Um, he was the toughest toughest head up match I ever played with. Um, even in in cash games, when he's not tilted and he's on, he is he's he just plays everything great. He's 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 an amazing poker player. And, uh, yeah, he's definitely the toughest all around player I've ever played against. So
3: Mike, can I ask one more question
0: for you? Absolutely.
3: All right. I'm actually with one of my buddies who loves poker as well. And he has a question for you. Okay. All right. Go ahead.
2: How are you doing, Mike? This What's is up? uh Kurt. Also a huge fan. Uh, Thanks. I've Kurt. been watching your videos for years now. Cool. Um, but one question is, so, um, I run small stakes at casinos all the time, probably like one, two, two, five. Okay. Um, I've been doing that for a couple of years, but, um, what do you think the best strategy to build up your stack early on in a in, cash game? In Not cash game strategy, but mostly well, cash game.
0: It's really weird. So I played some five five. We did a meetup game, me and Helmuth over at the bike uh, about two months ago, yep. and um, you know everybody's gonna. It's kind of different. They kind of want to beat like people like us. So I just played really, really tight. Now. Phil mm-hmm. has a dip, you know, we talked about this, I think on last week's episode of the mouthpiece where I play yep. real uh, tighter in the one, three, five, five games. Phil likes to play mm-hmm. a lot looser because he feels like he can run them over a little bit more. But I, I found, I don't know. I found it when I play them, they never fold. So yep. I, I play even, he plays tighter in the bigger games, looser in the smaller mm-hmm. games I play actually tighter in the smaller games, and then use my image like I just told uh, your buddy in the bigger yep. games. So uh, we are a little bit opposite, but that's uh, mm-hmm. but, you know that's nothing wrong with that. So you know you got to yep. just take what, what you decide. If you feel the game's playing really loose, I play tight. If ever here's what, the bottom line: if everybody's playing tight, play looser. If everybody's playing mm-hmm. loose, play tighter. That's the best way to explain yep. it. There you go. Okay. Awesome. All right, you guys have a great night. Have a couple drinks and uh, keep listening to the mouthpiece. Take care, you guys. I appreciate the call. All
3: right, thank you, Mike. Appreciate
0: it. You got it, buddy. Take care. Bye. You Yo, welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike. What's up?
1: Hey, not too much.
0: Who's this? To talk to you. Yeah. Uh,
1: My name's Chris.
0: Hey, Chris, where are you from? I'm from Kansas. Good place to be, man. Good place to be, man. What's going on on a Friday hey. night?
1: Well, right now I'm just chilling, watching a little live at the bike on uh,
0: YouTube. Oh yeah, Friday and, nights uh, live at the bike are fun. That's the big game. Yeah. Any any I fish in the what, game tonight? I haven't
1: hey, watched. That's it. a good game tonight. I don't really know. I haven't been paying too close attention, but mm-hmm. uh, looks like Garrett's running strong again. Well, he's hey, when player. are you going to be on there next?
0: Um. You well, know, whenever they invite me, um, I told them I said. uh, i uh when whenever you get a couple fish cakes in the game, call me, I'm not flying down to play with Garrett and andy and all the and all the the pros <laughs> I just uh there's one thing I learned about poker it took me a lot of years to figure out is like and that's why I'll never understand when people like even attack Phil for like by oh he doesn't play deep because he's afraid no he plays in games where he doesn't have to sweat and have to concentrate as much, so he, so he wins. You know, I don't want to have to play against pros where you can't talk or do anything because you have to focus really hard. I always want to play yeah. against people who give their money away. So. It's that
1: makes, that makes
0: sense to me. Yeah. yeah. Plus, you you live in Vegas, and you don't live in L.A., so... Yeah, and, and people don't really... Well, you know, poker's about playing with people who play worse than you, not people who play just as good or as you or better than... You know, I don't think many play better, but, you know, just as good as you is, like, over the... Even if they are better or you are better, it would take 10 years to show, show a difference. I like playing with people that stack off 30,000 with one pair. Shit like that. So, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Know.
1: Hey, my main question is about poker cards and brands of cards. Am I allowed to say sure, brands?
0: Sure, absolutely.
1: Uh, the WPT and Live at the Bike both use Faded Spade. Mm-hmm. What do you think of those cards? What do you think of those cards? I, I have you know, I, I can't decide if I like them or so not. so
0: many different brands, and honestly speaking, I just think – People don't want to pay it, but chem cards are just, I've never seen anything that are better than chem cards, but people don't want to pay the money for them. So uh, there's so many new brands of cards out, and uh, I did play with a deck at live at the bike after the stream was over. I'm not sure what they were, but they were really good. I, I didn't ask. I know they weren't chem cards, but they were new and they were good. Uh, and now with the on the stream of the RFIDs, I don't know exactly what they use, uh, but I know they're not. Chem well, I'm, cards. To, I'm told. I'm
1: told they use the faded spade. They're a lot gotcha. thicker and they're. I think they're wider. They than are.
0: Cards. And I'm going to tell and you. I, I know this. Yeah. When you play on a stream with the RFID in it, the cards are are the. They're, they're, I mean, when you first play on them, you, it's good they hand you those decks, so you don't really realize it. And then when the stream ends and you go back to regular cards, you're like, "Oh my god, I hated those cards you were play, we were playing with." In other words, you, you don't really notice how how bad they are to play with until you get a regular deck of cards. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's so I really, you know, I really wouldn't yeah. know really because I I'm like old school type of chem card type of guy, and I just probably don't play enough to know the difference in the brand. So I just know when yeah. the, when the deck sucks, I'll just complain about where are these, who are these fucking people? This deck sucks. And I'll, I'll yeah. complain I, a little I, bit. So I don't know.
1: But uh, speaking of old school, one, my last thing, how sad is it? how much does it suck that Binion's in Las Vegas has one fucking poker room in it or one fucking poker table?
0: That's all they have is one poker table now? I swear to god, yeah, I was there. I it, unless it's changed in the last 4 months. Wow. Well, you know, yeah. um I mean, you would think they'd have at least four or five table room. Uh yeah. that's, that's that is sad. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty yeah. sad, you know, but uh it is what it is, you know. Even hey, I grew up like when the Mirage opened and I was playing the Mirage till Bellagio open and we, they used to have like 25 tables and now they've got a five table room. So, you know, it's really, uh, really? it's really, it's uh, the, the poker, like I shouldn't say the poker economy is not that good right now. It's really good in the tournaments because really no, a lot of people don't have money to play cash. Cause let's be honest. Like, in the cash games, the best players win all the time, and right. you're just going to bust everyone. And back in the day, and this is what they went away from, and I think it's hurt a lot of card rooms, is like in a no limit holding, Even back online, like if it's a fifty, a hundred, no limit, you could, most you could buy in was ten thousand. Quarter fifty, the most you could buy in was five thousand. Ten twenty, most you could buy in was two thousand. And by doing that, it kept people from going broke like when they'd buy in deep get stacked on Mm -hmm. a hand and there's a reason why card rooms used to do it and they went away from it and I still believe to this day for the best for for, for the poker economy the there shouldn't, unless they're private games. People should not be buying in deep. Uh, it not only does it hurt the poker economy, but it hurts the the room because one person gets all the money, and then there's no games. So it's uh, it's something that they I think they need to yeah. get back to. I'm
1: a believe I'm a believer in buying in for the minute.
0: Yeah, but the thing was, yep. is, is the okay. most hey, you could ever buy. In was I look forward
1: bucks. to your i look forward to your new book man. i gotta go
0: yeah you got uh, it buddy take care man i look forward to your new book it's coming out soon okay, the first you. of the year but later bye All right, right on. yo welcome to the mouthpiece Hello. what's going on it's mike how's it going it's going good i heard you're playing a fucking tournament at the venetian
3: Yes, yeah, so I'm playing that $300 dollars PLO 8 and oh. in level two, I made Nut Nut and got a double knockout, so I have a pretty Sweet. big stack right now. Sweet. I'm wondering what your advice is, what's oh. the to avoid with a big stack? Oh,
0: I'm a PL08. Mm, it's only my um, best game. I uh, was going to say, I
3: think you know that game pretty well, you know?
0: Let's see. So what are the blinds? Let me give you a little good video.
3: Uh, right now, they're at two and I've got about sixty k.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Um... I would yeah, say we started
3: with 15K, so.
0: when the with a stack like that you could play big hands. When you have a if your stack was like twenty twenty five thousand, I would tell you never play big hands. Biggest mistake people make is they say, "Oh well, ten I could win a big pot with big cards." But big, the, just always remember, sixty six percent of the deck is eight or less. So. Uh, two-thirds of the time, there's going to be three cards that have eight or less on it, which means you're always going to be splitting. So I always say play big hands when you got chips, and you can min-raise a lot of big hands, and you can min-raise a lot of small hands. Just don't play anything in between, and don't be calling raises with the ace-four-fives or the ace-three-sixes. You want to be raising those hands, not calling raises with those hands. And if you do that, you'll never be in trouble. And the key to PLO eight is always having control of the hand, but never get yourself trapped. What everybody does the worst is they get themselves trapped. So that's my advice to you with your stack. I, I would I would open a lot of a lot of uh, high hands and marginal hands but if you get re-raised get away from them. that's all and don't play the don't play that's the all, trap gonna, hands that's all
3: i, I was going to add in a couple more marginal two-way hands and as long as i'm opening and being aggressive yeah
0: like if you have 3-4 king queen double suited um in the hijack or cut off first one in i could you could raise that uh most people won't I do because I know the aces are live if somebody calls it comes like an ace deuce or even like an ace king there's ace king and a baby there's you could rep a lot of hands just remember people don't want to be calling out of position drawing at a dry low you understand what I'm saying so it's really important to have some kind of two way hand in position where you can put pressure on people That's, uh, that's what I do Good luck to you, man. Win the motherfucker. I've, Leave me a message and tell me thank you're Thank you.
3: I'll, I'll call you back once I do. You got it. Take care, man. Peace. Right.
2: Have a good one. Thank you.
0: Welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike. On, hey, Mike. What's going on, How's man? How's it going? Good. Who's this? Uh,
2: this is Tar from Boston.
0: Oh, what's going on, man?
2: Hey, not too much. Uh, I'm your, your second probably... Boston
0: caller I've had tonight. That's awesome, man.
2: Oh, really? Is yeah. Nice. Nice. I just wanted to get your, I'm sure you've probably spoken about this before, but uh, your take on the whole um, Daniel Negrano situation. Uh,
0: I mean, if you You really have to ask that, then you should know better. Okay, why don't you just say it like this, like the last caller that called me. Doug Polk's a piece of shit and shows Sean Deeb and fucking Sean Deeb's upset because he grenaded the fucking last event so he wants to call Daniel out because he hates his guts and Doug Polk is putting it out like he always does for clicks and he hates Daniel's guts too. Daniel would never cheat anything, And me and Daniel, we're not best friends like we used to be or anything. But, I mean, Daniel's done so much. Daniel would never – he could say anything you want about Daniel and there could be an argument one way or the other, but cheating is not in his vocabulary. That's all. I don't need to go
2: any further. And you guys go back quite some ways, right?
0: 22 years, yeah. And we had the worst of falling outs for three years where – Nobody hated each other worse than me and him did, so but even as much as we disagree, like degree agree to disagree on things it's and listen, Daniel could be very opinionated, and when he has a strong opinion, it's his way of the highway, but that is for another debate. I mean, Daniel would never cheat anybody, and he's everything he's done for poker is in a positive light. And for people to say, all you have to do. To, how's Daniel going to know how many points he got in event number sixty-eight when he's playing five tournaments a day? Think about that. You know, I don't know how yeah, many points I got.
2: <laughs> I still don't. Right. You know. Well, what would you say are Daniel's best and worst qualities? in fall on all these years that you've known him.
0: Um, his best qualities is the fact that. He's a lot like me when it comes to fans. He's never said no to any autograph or pick, and he and he always has fun at the table, and he's always nice to his fans. And his worst qualities are probably going to be that, even though he's right, probably eighty to ninety percent of the time. It, it's kind of like my girlfriend when they're when he's wrong. Like you're never like you're never gonna. He, it's like a fiery debate, and he'll never. He very seldom would like to admit when he's wrong, but you know that's okay. There's you know people like that, but but I'm not, I'm, I'm you know I'm kind of like I'm a lot the same way. I, I'm I'm learning as I grow older to try and listen a little bit more and try and listen to other people's side of a debate or an opinion, and that's made me a better person. But uh, as far as cheating goes, uh, it's just. It's 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 like Robert Mizrachi said, and I was talking with Dan, texted with Daniel the other day. If if fucking Doug Polk wants to put up five hundred thousand, and we could run ten lie detector tests, and uh, we'll see if Daniel knew anything about this. Daniel said he'll put up the five hundred grand. Let's go. I want to see Doug Polk put a, put up the five hundred grand and put his money where his mouth is. Same with Sean Deeb. You know, listen. I, I told Sean Deeb. I texted him. And I, listen, call Daniel all names you want. You guys don't like him. That's fine. There's a lot of people don't like Daniel. But when it comes to poker, you can't use the word cheating without any kind of evidence or anything. You know, why aren't they blaming the WSOP, you know? It's like, and even the WSOP, listen, they make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. And it's just stupid. It's just the whole thing is stupid. But I will... One thing I will do is I will stick up for Daniel in this situation till the day I die. Now, there's a lot of things I'll never stick up for Daniel for, especially when uh, when it comes to politics. We're pretty opposite. But, uh, you know, um, hey, it's just it's just wrong. And uh, it's just the way it is. That's all. It's just wrong.
2: Uh, thanks so much for the response and taking my call. You got I've been it, a big fan of both you guys for the last probably like 15, 16 years now. Yeah.
0: That's good. Um, yeah. And you know what? We get along pretty good now. Um, you know, uh, we're working on a relationship. Hopefully one day we'll be as close as we used to be. But, uh, you know, uh, we're, it's, all, it's all good. But one thing I will guarantee you is I will put whatever I have to my name and my integrity and my everything of my word. There's no way that Daniel would ever cheat anybody out of anything. That's all. So, there's my thank opinion. you. Thank you so much, Mike. You got it, buddy. Um,
2: you know, keep going. This podcast is great. Um, you know, I, I'll be a regular listener for sure.
0: I appreciate it, and uh, take care. Keep up work. You got Thanks it. Thanks. So Later. Keep Bye. The Mouthpiece. Thank you all for listening to episode 26 of the Mouthpiece. Next week, I'm going to put out a poll of the three people that want to come on the Mouthpiece next week. You guys, tell me who you want to hear from. Uh, check me out on Twitter, Instagram, I just opened an Instagram account, youtube.com slash rank And, uh, you can check out the videos from the trip I was just on. We'll be up soon. Hope you enjoyed our podcast this week. Everybody peace out. Take care. Have a great weekend.